it slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of The Creators Collective. And this is going to be an exceptionally special day because it's my birthday! Yay! <laughs> but this is episode 114 of The uh, Creators Collective. I almost I almost just said of The Creators Podcast... Uh, I don't even remember the name of the old podcast. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Thanks for supporting the channel and helping us grow. If you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to patreon.com backslash creators collective forward slash whichever you want to say. <laughs> and you can also listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever they're wherever you like to listen to your podcasts at. We record weekly on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time here on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube and search for Creators Collective and join us live. We do pull most of our comments, questions from the live chat. So if you want to join us there, we'd love to have you. So I think that's about it for intro. Uh, Zach, what are you working on? Uh, everything simultaneously. It's just... Uh, Let me guess. You're looking for a house. Uh, yeah, but that's actually kind of been on... Well, it's been on the back burner because I was in Sacramento last week doing some forging with the legendary John Williams. I don't know if he's actually legendary, but he definitely should be because he's incredible. Um, so yeah, uh, if, if anybody has any interest in, um, you know, an amazing craftsman who who uh, does... He, he's actually... A so he's he's taught blacksmithing for like 15 years and he's a he's been a farrier for like 15 years so he literally swings a hammer all day every day and it shows because i mean the things when he's done forging stuff it looks like it was machined it's just incredible so um yeah it was up there i learned it learned a whole lot spent three days up there uh doing some one-on-one -on -one forging with him with and uh yeah so that was that ate up a lot of time i got back in town did i get back I'm trying to think i think i got back thursday evening or no tuesday evening late and then um my dogs you guys hear that <laughs> um yeah anyway somebody else carry on let me go see what they're what they're doing out there <laughs> Whoa, what you got? Uh, i've been working on workbench con presentation um yeah. i am sad that i'm that's... not going to this year oh man everybody's gonna be there it's oh, yeah. uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good well i'll be going to make her see rick you can be jealous then. okay well, I could be jealous then. Um, so Rick Lefevre and I are doing um, two talks on uh, do like a film school live. Um, so for anybody that's seen my, um, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> kind of a camera 101, uh, photography 101, 201 type of thing where Rick's going to start with kind of camera basics. Then I'm going to go into to how to use that knowledge um, for visual storytelling. So that is, uh, we're, we've been working on our presentation pretty hard. And uh, yeah, so that's been occupying a lot of my time. Um, I just posted a video on a piece of wall art that I put together while uh, this giant occupying my shop. Um, and did anyone, I, did anyone uh, take you to task for what that uh, orientation of grain is called? No, somebody said, I think it's a slip match and it's not. And I figured out that it, it might be a swing match. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was just wondering because I didn't know the answer. So. <laughs> yeah, so I did some some research into veneering, like through like engineered veneering like companies, uh-huh. <laughs> just to figure because I was really curious. Um, so the best I can determine is it's called a swing match. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't get any confirmation on that. For those of you but, don't know uh, what we're talking about, uh, he did a mirror, and you've got to go check out the channel where rather than being book matched. It's it's like book match, and then you take one of them and you rotate it ninety degrees, and it looks really cool. Yeah, so so imagine like a yin yang, like yeah, you yeah. know, we've got the the big lobe on the bottom and the big lobe on the top, and they're here of each other, but then they're like flipped upside down and around and opposing each other, and it's all about harmony. And um, but yeah, so I put that video out, and that was a cool project, and that was really fun because uh, somebody following along on Instagram bought the piece before it was even finished. <laughs> so I had to put it on my website. Um, and what else? What else am I working on, James? What is the... Uh, Are you finished with that uh, table yet? Oh, and it, I'm looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> I had to do... A, a bunch of voids with uh, epoxy, um, just knot holes and stuff like that. And apparently one of them was really, really thirsty because every time I'd come back a couple hours later, it would be, you know, it would need more epoxy. Uh, and you didn't find so, it all on the floor afterwards? No, I didn't. I was actually, when I was taping it up, I was thinking about you. And I was like, should I lay something down? Nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I should, I'm going to butterfly uh, checks in that today, finish sanding. And uh, I got to ask the client if, or if i'm finishing it but um yeah that's getting out of my shop and uh last night i just put together some plant stands uh for my wife just to get things to get some plants off the floor um and that, cool. that's yeah it's good valentine's kinda, day present yeah she didn't even know i did it so i'll surprise her with that tonight. <laughs> uh well how about you james what are you, what are you working on uh well i am actually um i'm finishing the second half of the house worth of trim so last year in October, I trimmed, we remodeled the floor and the kitchen, all new cabinets, all new flooring, and I installed wood flooring by hand. Uh, but then I also handmade the crown molding, base molding, window and door trim. Um, and I just did that for the kitchen and dining room. Well, now we're remodeling the rest of the house. And so I'm like, well, let's finish that up, but I'm not going to do it by hand this time. So <laughs> I, I uh, cleaned up my table saw. And I bought the cheapest surface planer, uh, thickness planer I could find. And I'm, I bought it so I could destroy it because it was cheaper to buy the thickness planer than to have someone else plane it for me. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that's been, that's been enjoyable, but it's like uh, 200 board feet or um, 1500 feet of trim all needs to be ripped down wow. and planed. So that's been, you're a madman. That's been fun. At least I'm not doing it by hand. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and I started on the, the bed. Um, so I'm, I'm making a craftsman slash mission slash arts and crafts slash my own style um, bed with a really high headboard and footboard. Uh, it's around 100 board feet of white oak. Uh, so it'll be matching the dresser that I made two years ago and fitting that as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, I, I've and got... that dresser was two years ago? Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. It's probably because you just finished it like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was half the uh, half the podcast we were working on. As yeah, so I've got that wow. all, all sitting in here, and uh, I'm letting it acclimate a little while before I actually dig into it. But it's a it's a pretty pile. Um, oh, and I'm hoping to finish up the scroll saw today or tomorrow. So hopefully there'll be a video coming out on that. We'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, Zach, what you got? 
Okay, I'm trying to remember where I was. Uh, oh, forging. So yeah, Sacramento forging. That was good. Came back late Tuesday. Uh, my wife picked me up from the airport and then came home, got about three hours of sleep. Then I had to take my wife to the airport. She she flew out to uh, Portland, Oregon to do some interviews, to have some interviews there, as well as uh, most of the interviews are actually for Eugene, but she flew into Portland. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll hear back hopefully in the next couple of days, see if she gets an offer letter and then try and move on a house before it sells. There's one that we're looking at in Eugene right now that has a nice uh, 1,200 square foot shop, something like that. Should be nice. Nice. Uh, concrete floor already already wired for 220, so that would be nice. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. I have so many orders and things to do before uh, I head out to Atlanta next week. Um, <laughs> it's completely mm-hmm. overwhelming. I I think I've in the past like three days. I I'm not kidding. I think I've gotten like less than 10 hours of sleep in the past three days. Um, and I'm not even tired just cause I'm just, I have so much anxiety to try and get everything done. Uh, doing some plane blades for anybody who follows Paul Jackman has seen the gigantic everything that he's making. And I think I've, I've become the go-to gigantic metal guy for everything he's making. So, um, yeah, I think one of them's still on the download, but the, the plane see that on on his Instagram. So doing the doing the blade for that, man, it's been um, the chip breakers, the hard part. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of hand filing and stuff to get those, you know, it's really should be a job for a machinist. If I had a mill and knew how to use a mill, I have neither of those (laughs) things. So, uh, but it would be really easy, but, um, yeah, I, I don't have a mill and I don't know how to use one. So it's not really easy. I have to I have to improvise and, and try and get all the tolerances proper and um, just the chip breaker because, you know, the it's not just a flat piece of metal. It's, um you know, you got the the like the bevel that that bends down near the, the edge of the blade. And I'm doing this out of quarter inch thick steel. And the well, just to give you an idea of scale, the, the blade is like six inches. Is it six or eight? I don't know. It's yeah, I think it's six inches wide and it's 25 inches so it's like two feet two feet long quarter inch steel the chip breaker (laughs) is you know proportionate to that it's shorter but it's the same you know in all the other dimensions and i spent the entire morning trying to bend that bevel down (laughs) uh so like throwing you know getting it into the forge and heating it up trying to clamp it in my post vise and bend it and it just i couldn't get it to bend where i couldn't get a hard crisp bend in it so tried a couple of different things. None of them worked. I finally, um, you know, scored a line about halfway through it and, and then kind of applied some localized heat with my oxyacetylene torch. And I just got it to go before the podcast. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and it, yeah, I was able, I think I was able to flatten out the, the section behind the bend. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's fun, but it's, it's also stressful because I don't really have a whole lot of time. And I also have a bunch of hammer orders that I want to get shipped out before I leave. And then on top of it, uh, somebody ordered one of those tote bags, the leather ones, which which is great. Mm -hmm. I like making those, but it's been a while. And um, get back into the yeah, leather mindset. It's just totally shifting gears. It's like I have so many, you know, if it were just like, okay, I just have to crank out hammers or I just have to work on these plane blades or I just have a bunch of leather working to do. 
that'd be one thing, but it's like the whole mess of it, uh, you know, and I have to get it all done in like the six, seven days, five days. I don't know. I'm leaving Wednesday, however many days, five, six days. Yeah. Speaking five. of which, what are we doing next week for the podcast? Um, I'll be on a plane. Huh? Are you yeah. Leaving Wednesday. Yeah, I think we're skipping. I think we're skipping. Skipping next week. I would like to, cause I just, I yeah, have, we'll um, I have, I have so much on my plate <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, so cool. yeah, take that listeners. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be touching down in Atlanta. Like when this podcast should be airing. So what time are you getting yeah, in? Like 10 a.m. Oh, on Thursday. Oh, on Thursday. I'm going on in Thursday, a day early. Yeah. I'm going in on Wednesday. Uh, I was invited to a secret party. Ooh. I saw something about a secret party. I think that I think there's like 20 different hangouts, and I don't think any of them are secret. But I'm doing something with uh, with Johnny. I think he's having something at his dad's place or something because we did we did um, something similar last year. So he's yeah. trying to recreate that. That was fun. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I don't I don't know. My uh, Tracy's coming, so that'll be fun. She'll actually. Cool finally get a people in the community cool yeah. well we do have a couple questions um and one actually is very pertinent for today that uh, tim cheatwood just sent in and i have to say a huge thank you to tim because i just spent a while with him down in uh, alabama uh georgia excuse me not alabama <laughs> um so it, uh, so if you could oh no wrong question back where i'm at speaking of valentine's day uh <laughs> any memorable valentine's day projects you guys did well, I'll start since I actually have one. Um, back when I first okay. got into hand tools, um, I've been doing hand tools for you know, five, six months. Uh, I thought, you know what? I should do some more carving because I had done one simple carving in a, in a handle and I wanted to make something for my wife. So I decided I wanted to make a heart that was about uh, 18 inches wide, about a foot tall. Um, and in the middle of it, I wanted to um, have the letters, I love you more. But I wanted the letters to be raised and I wanted the, the background to be relieved. Um, and I thought, you know what would make it really cool is if I did it with a bunch of strips of different colored woods. And so I, I wasn't really thinking about it, but I put in white oak and I put in maple and I put in walnut and I put in purple heart and I put in paduke. And it has all these strips and it looks hideous now that I look at it. But <laughs> <laughs> and it was my one of my first carving projects within, you know, Paduke and, and Purple Heart and Maple. Um this super it, dense. Yeah, it took me uh probably somewhere around 20, 30 hours of work to to carve out the background on that thing. Um, but it looks really good and it's hanging in her bathroom. But every now and then I look at it and I'm like, mm, I should have done that differently. But Sarah likes it, so that's what matters. What about you guys? Uh uh no. <laughs> uh we me and my wife don't really celebrate uh valentine's day uh so then the mentionable you don't celebrate project. my birthday i'm hurt uh well i'll celebrate i'll celebrate your birthday <laughs> uh but yeah no and zach you have the, those blacksmith roses right i do yeah i've been well fortunately I, I, they kind of the orders kind of died off um you know about a week ago but i was i was cranking those things out uh quite a few of them before i, I left for sacramento uh yeah i'd say i have that the the rose the blacksmith rose i have two videos out on the roses i have an early one i did a few years ago and that was i think all in the forge and then i kind of refined the process and i put another one out last year where i did the roses and that uh like forged vase the silhouette vase thing that goes around them so yeah that was cool i like that thanks nice. cool um but we had one other question from Make Brooklyn. This is an older one, but we're finally getting around to it. So, so if you could start from scratch, would you want your shop in your house or would you want a separate building? This is a really good question because I've talked to people who have done both. Uh, 
Um, I've had both, um, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Um, so having had both, uh, when I didn't have it in my house, you know, it felt like it was a chore to go to the shop, but it was, it was like shop time. Um, so I was just super productive. Uh, and then once I had it in my house, I thought, well, this is great because I can just run down after dinner and, you know, throw a coat of finish on something, run back up up or do some touch-up stuff um but now it's it's hard to stay motivated in the shop because i'm at my house um so i I, and i've talked to somebody that had like a ridiculously big shop uh, into the shop space and had a shop and he sold a lot of his stuff and downsized to move back into a shop at home um for that same reason where it was you know kind of a chore to go to the shop and get work you know to get started but once he got started I don't know, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I've, I've had both as well, and I, I think with with hand tools, I really like it in the basement because it's it's not messy, it's not dusty, uh, so I'm not having the fear of tracking that throughout the house. Um, and it's it's very easy to just do a little bit and go back. And especially with hand tools, it's nice to, to you know take a break from your arm swinging for an hour and a half. Um, but I. I, in the past, I've had a I had a really nice shop with everything, and it was in a separate outbuilding on the property. And I liked that in that I I had to plan a time to go there, even though it took like twenty seconds to go between the buildings. It was still something I had to think about because I would go in there and I had to set up the shop. Um, but having an outbuilding is often more expensive because you have to heat and cool that space as well. Whereas having it in the basement here, I don't think about it as part of the house. Um, and so it's always air conditioned, it's always heated, and it's easy to set up and go. Um, so I think for me, for hand tools, I like it inside. But if I have a power tool shop with all the power tools, I would rather have a separate space for it. Um, and then that also depends on the money you want to put into it. Is this a, a hobby where you're just using a little bit of money? In which case, having it in your house is much easier. But having an outbuilding costs more for heating and cooling. What about you, Zach? Do you have any opinion? I 100% absolutely want slash need slash will not compromise in wanting a large detached shop that is on the property. Uh, it's just for what I for what I want to do. I don't have. I really don't have a problem getting distracted. Like I, I, that's not an issue. I have the opposite problem of if I had a shop that was not on the property, I would never leave it. I would never see my wife. Uh, I just I have like the the opposite problem. So being being close to home lets me, you know, it's close enough to where I can actually go in and like feed myself. Because if I had to like get in a car and drive somewhere, I just wouldn't eat. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't have to worry about burning the house down. So yeah, that is that That's, is ideal. And but I don't in that case, is the shop and, worth more than the house? Uh, ideally, <laughs> I mean, mine will be certainly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want stairs. I don't want. I, I want to be able to just walk in and sweep stuff out and make make it as yeah. Um, yeah Gazink just said it's hard to blacks, blacksmith in the basement. Yes, and I would certainly you know burn the house down. No doubt about it. So, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, I actually just got a call yesterday from a guy in Idaho uh, who he had a detached shop um, and he, I guess he does a lot of, uh, um, and he had a detached shop and three weeks ago it burnt down um, Mm. and he's trying to rebuild and like put the pieces back together. And that really made me like scared because my basement's in my shop where my wife and child almost Does he, does he know how it happened? Uh, he thought it was because he had like a fire, like a wood stove, I guess. Um, he thought it was because of that, but the fire marshal 
there was, uh, I don't know, matching arc patterns from a fluorescent ballast. And so they think it was electrical hmm. um, from a light ballast. So Ooh. that's just scary. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I'm always thinking about uh, boiled linseed oil. Yeah. I'm religious about letting them dry out flat. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, well, I guess it's not funny, but. I can imagine everybody's paranoid about these these random events and stuff, and then it's something like a light bulb that burns the yeah. top down. That sucks. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. And you can't and you can't like prepare for that unless you know you knew it was just a get rid of your lighter. lighter, get it out. Yeah, just do, do everything. Not even by candlelight because that's fire at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had quite a few comments because I did a, a a video recently on spill planes. Um, and spills were like the old school matches. You can light one end and you can carry it around the house lighting other things or light your pipe or whatever you want. Um, but I, so I, I showed it in my shop and I lit one end and then I lit the candle um, and thought it was kind of cool. But I had all these comments of like, you're lighting a wooden spill when your shop is full of wood curls. And I'm like, yep, this used to be a normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fire is not dangerous uh, if you know what you're doing and you're, you have a respect for it, but uh, it can get out of hand really quickly. You guys remember Fire Marshal Bill? No. 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 All right. It's good stuff. Saturday cool story. Night. Or no, it was uh, <laughs> it was in Living Color. It was Jim Carrey. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What else? Do we have any jokes? Cool. Uh, we do have jokes, but that comes a little good. later. Oh, okay. I just wanted to Let's... make sure that we were ready when, <laughs> yeah. when we get there, when the time comes. <laughs> well, uh, We'll be doing the uh, Creators Photo Challenge, not this next week, because we won't be recording next week, but the week after. And uh, we're looking for negative space. So, Will, why don't you tell us what we're looking for? Yeah, so negative space, um, I talked about this last week. Uh, you see it a lot in graphic design and logo design, but there's also some really great examples of negative space, of using negative space um, in photography. Uh, one of the best examples I've seen uh, so far in the, in the podcast is uh, is Tim Cunningham, um, you did the beautiful Fibonacci spiral with a chisel. It's on a, on a like just stark black background. Um, the the chisel and wood is only like you know in the bottom third, and the rest is just all negative space. And it's just a beautiful example. Um, yeah, how better to explain negative space than <laughs> you know the great empty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking the forward emptiness. to seeing that. We've had several decent ones so far. But, uh, if you want to get yours in, it's always a good chance to win something from the three of us. Um, and if you want to do that, all you have to do is go on to Instagram and post a picture that fits the description and then put a hashtag in creators photo challenge and we will judge you next. Uh, yeah, so we have a we have a joke of the week uh, from Tony C. So I wasn't that early. <laughs> yeah, You ready, Zach? Are you ready? I am. Uh, a guy goes to the clerk at the lumber yard and says he needs some two by fours. The clerk says, "How long?" And the guy says, uh, "Forever." I'm putting him in a wall. I don't That's get so it. So dumb. <laughs> he wants the two by fours. He wants to keep the two by fours forever. One was talking about a length. Oh, one was talking about a, okay. A length okay. of time. It was fun. It was yes, a, yes. okay. Wow, I feel dumb now. Well, since you didn't get that one, we'll have a we have another joke here for okay, you. Okay, good. Maybe I'll um, I'll get this one. Joe Fogerholt. 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 <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Joe. I always mess yours up. <laughs> what does a chairmaster and a bodybuilder have in common? They both cannot skip legs day. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. That's really, really bad. Best kind. So if you have oh, a joke man. you'd like us to tell, go ahead and send it to one of us and we will get it in there. 
And uh, thank you for posting these in. We do like throwing these so bad no, jokes up. No workbench con for you, James. No, so. I'm not going to be able to make workbench con. It just doesn't fit in the schedule this year. There's, there's a lot of people. A lot of people going. I'm excited. Yeah. I will Here. be at Maker Central though. So. Oh, okay. I'm still waiting. I we want to go. We're planning on going, but we need to. We're waiting to see about this offer letter and this house and stuff. Because if we have to, like, if she has to start work and we have to move by a certain date. It's possible that we won't be able to go, but um, I'm I'm surprised at how many people like have messaged me and asked if I'm going. Nobody ever may go to that. Apparently, I have I have some fans over there. Yeah, I also um, I'll be giving away tickets to Makers Central um, in my live on Tuesday. So I have I have two free tickets to Makers Central. Not nice. not plane tickets for you, but you know tickets to the event. What do you? <laughs> yeah. What What are the plane tickets costing like? Uh, my wife and I are going for twelve hundred dollars total. So oh, not bad. Bad. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Um. So let's get into what we're watching, reading. What's inspiring us? Uh. Will, what you got? Uh. So Andy Rawls just put out a video. Um. On a super simple, quick way to make tabletop buttons. Um. And it was just really informative really quick easy video um because i've always cut tabletop buttons for people that don't know what a tabletop button is um in the apron of your table um you cut a mortise and then a tabletop button is a piece of straight grain hard um, that's almost like a clip with a pre-drilled hole so you put the clip part in the mortise um and then you screw in through the hole into the, your tabletop and so that allows for wood movement um, over the tabletop, so your, your tabletop doesn't kind of it's stuck to the apron. Um, but I've always cut my like I've always overthought how to make tabletop buttons, like with dado blades or the bandsaw. And Andy <laughs> just makes two kerf cuts and hits it with a hammer and snaps it off. And it was like that's <laughs> so. Yep, Andy Rawls. Yeah, love his channel. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how about you, James? Um, I have to go with ClickSpring. Um, and if you haven't been watching ClickSpring, what's wrong with you? Um, but <laughs> ClickSpring is a he he does a lot of like brass work and things of that nature. Uh, but he's currently working on the anti-Kethra me mechanism, uh, which is this really detailed uh, clock that also tracks celestial bodies, but is from like uh, what 500 BC, something like that. Um, and so he's actually Whoa. remaking it and he's been working on it now for what a year and a half, almost two years now. Um, and he probably has another, about another year's worth of work on it. Um, but he makes me look like incredibly fast, incredibly, um, uh, like I'm working at the speed of light because his, he is so detailed and so beyond precise. So he's, he's making this entire clock out of brass pieces, but he's all hand filing it. He's hand filing teeth and detailing this whole thing. It's rather incredible. Um, yeah, definitely wow. gotta go check it out. Click Spring. You haven't been watching it, Will? Wow. No, I haven't. I need to. Oh yeah, no, no. It's it's it's. It, he puts out a video and I watch it instantly. It's it's phenomenal. He only puts out like one every other week to once a month. Um, but okay. they're they're incredibly worth it. So yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. What you got, Zach? Uh, Zach, how about you? Um, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out to my buddy, my new friend, John Williams. Uh, he does not have a YouTube, but he is on Instagram and uh, he does amazing work. So give him a follow. It's uh, John Williams of Guild Works Instagram. I haven't really been watching cool. anything I'm traveling stuff. Yeah. What you got for a product of the week? Oh man, um, let's see, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go with the hammer. Get yourself a good hammer for beating stuff with. Yeah, no particular one, just one that you like. A whacking macker. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Will, what you talking about? Uh, uh, do, 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 do. uh, 
Oh, I also forgot that I'm uh, also inspired by Shakespeare lately for my talk at Workbench Con about exposition, and Shakespeare did exposition very, very well. Uh, so anyway, uh, but my favorite product of the week is the Forest Woodworker 2 Special Number 1 Grind 42th 10-inch table. Yeah, number so, one um, grind. Yeah, so it's uh, an alternating bevel, alternating tooth bevel, but um, it's a special grind um, that leaves a flat bottom kerf. Um, so it's great for joinery like um, or uh, tongue and groove joinery. So I used that in my last video for making tongue and groove in the live edge pieces for the swing match live edge opposition mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm actually, with what to call that. Sh- I actually like that grind uh, uh, for just general ripping. I'm intrigued with the Shakespeare workbench con talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for uh, are you guys going to so dress doing up? Film school. Oh, come on now. Uh, no, so I'm talking about story structure and uh, Freitag's pyramid. And uh, so Freitag's pyramid starts with exposition, which is where you uh, give background and audience needs to know to understand the plot. Um, mm-hmm. So it's where you introduce your characters, where you introduce your setting. Uh, so in in Romeo and Juliet, you know, it starts off the first lines with um, two houses, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay. Um, so it tells you that there's two families. You're in Verona, uh, and then I need to go back and and actually read the next part. But it's um, you know, civil hands or civil blood makes civil hands unclean. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that line. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> Yeah, so it's, uh, I need to, I'll, I'll have it written down, you know, on a note card, so I don't, um, uh, you know, ancient grudge uh, makes way for, you know, new incivilities or something. It, it lays out, like, the entire history of, you know, mm. these two families that have a grudge against each other, they're in Verona, they're both well-to-do, and then some new event sparks the, the conflict, um, so... Huh. Anyway, that's how I'm bringing Shakespeare to WorkbenchCon. You should you should give a talk at WorkbenchCon on how to give a talk at WorkbenchCon. Oh, that's like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm actually looking forward to going to the Globe Theater when we go out to uh, Maker Central. Yeah. We're going to tour cool. that and look at some timber framing. There was So I was Very reading, cool. uh, I, I got, I ordered up um, this book called Anvils in America, which is like super mm-hmm. expensive, but it's very thorough and it kind of, some guy put a, you know, probably spent 20 years of his life documenting. And there's a couple of things. One, I can't believe how little we know about anvils. Like that sounds like I'm kidding, but we still don't know like some, so many of them were scrapped over the years and like just the storylines and anvil manufacturers that were popped up and then were gone five, 10 years later. So there are like even the huge companies like, you know, like Peter Wright and some of these other companies, we don't even know like when they started exactly. And like when they close, like stuff that was, you know, in the 1880s, early 1900s, there's companies and we're like, what happened to them? Like, we don't even know, you know, we don't even know where they were made. And it's, it's crazy how, you know, historically, you know, in my, it, it seems like it's, you know, it's not that long ago, like 1900s, early 1900s, late 1800s. But there's so little we know about some of these, you know, manufacturers mm-hmm. and their processes. And uh, we, you know, kind of had to almost, it's weird to think that there's lost technology from 120 years ago. We're like, how <laughs> to do that because that's how poorly things were documented and fires and wars and scrap and so um where was it oh yeah the whole point i brought that up um yeah so i the maker centrals in uh birmingham Uh uh-huh uh 
and there's a lot of that was like a big industrial town back in the day yeah. like a lot of manufacturers i think peter wright was it's like i don't know, i can't remember if it's like dunfordshire one of those ubiquitous you know uh, european city names where it's got like shire and churcher and stuff in the name um bedfordshire yeah. on thames you know. dunfordchestershire warfordshire son yeah I wanted to take the train farther up from uh, from there up to Sheffield. So that's like the oh, the yeah. hub of yeah. hand tool history. It's like the the uh, the knife city. Yeah, a lot of steel working, a lot of sword, a lot of uh, uh, saws. Yeah, it was like Sheffield and um, what's the? There's like the German one too. There's like those are the two cities: mm-hmm. Sheffield and like Zilling, Zilling. Yeah, I think um, of it Zillinger, something like that. I called it the City Blades. Cool. Anyway, well, I'm gonna wrap this podcast up with a bit of a controversy <laughs> here, um, because my product of the week is actually the Win 13 inch power planer. Um, it is a dirt cheap power planer, but does surprisingly well for the money it's like uh, 280 bucks um and so you get a three bade 13 inch planer um it doesn't have kickback safety um, it, and the feed rollers are pretty poor but uh it it does the work and it's been going through hickory surprisingly well um and the, the nice thing about it is the blades are dirt cheap so um when you need a new set of blades they're 10 bucks and you get two uses out of each set so um that they're really good but yes i've been using a power planner <laughs> so, dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah no i mean i have 200 board feet of hickory to plane down and some of it i have to take from seven eighths all the way down to half inch um and so it's you know I, i'm yeah there'd be days and days of thickness planing by hand to for something i'm not going to make a video on so <laughs> get that planer <laughs> the, the city i was trying to think of is Zollingen, germany by the way starts with spelled with an s though i think it's pronounced Zill, i believe so. cool okay well i think that'll about right. do it for this week so uh, thank you for wasting your time with the three of us for another what, 35 40 minutes <laughs> this has been a lot of fun and if you'd like to help us out you can go to patreon forward slash creators collective or you can join us here on youtube every week live thursday at 10 a.m eastern time where we generally pull our questions from the air so if you have something you'd like us to answer but can't be live feel free to send it to one of us and we will try and get it on here i think that'll about do it for this week and until next time have a wonderful day see you later adios thanks again for listening to the creators collective we publish weekly on thursdays in itunes stitcher and google play you can follow us on social media pages everywhere at creators collective we're also live streaming every week on thursday at 10 a.m eastern time Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.